Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Generation Zen podcast. And joining me today is a very special guest. We got my friend, Julia Tilly. What's going on, Julia? Hello. Oh, nothing much. Just vibing. How are you doing, Justin? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, but it sounds like you've been kind of uh, living a crazy life because you broke your foot. I did. Yeah, that was not part of my four-year college plan. No, um, no. I don't think least. so. I don't think it was, no. but you didn't tell me how you broke it. So okay. what happened? It's pretty dumb. So it was like the second week of dance starting up. I dance um, at Oswego. And I came to dance late because I had late like work shifts. So I was like jumping right into it. And I was like, I got to like, you know, I got to get my, got to get the choreography down, got to do this. And I was doing a jump that I've done literally since elementary school. I've never had any problems with it. And I just like fell. And um, I was like, okay, that hurt a lot. But like, I probably just like sprained something, whatever. So then I sat out for the rest of the dance. I was supposed to be in Lee Hall dancing for like three hours. So I just kept sitting out and I was icing it. And then my foot started swelling. And I was like, that's probably not a good sign. So then I stood up and tried to walk. And I like it was like a pain I've never felt before. And growing up a dancer, I hurt myself a lot, like falling and whatever. Um, and then my friend made me go to urgent care. I got the x-ray. I broke my fifth metatarsal and tore ankle ligaments. Wow. So I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of out of it. So did you know that you <laughs> broke it when it happened? Because like I broke my no. arm uh, when mm-hmm. I was really little, um, you know, like elementary school. And, like, yeah. I knew something was definitely wrong because I could barely move it. Um, yeah. d- some other people, though, when they break a leg or a foot or something, like, they won't know it until they get the x-ray. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know it. I thought that the worst maybe was, like, a hairline fracture. Um, and then I got the x-ray, and they were like, no, you, you broke it. Like, you broke your foot. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm wearing Crocs. I'm, I'm trying to walk. Yeah, because <laughs> you were able to walk there, right? Like, uh, yeah, so it was like it hurt a lot, and I kind of like had to walk kind of on the inside, like the instep of my foot, and my foot was actually so swollen it wouldn't really fit fully into my croc, and I should have known then that something was wrong, but I I was hoping for the best, and uh, a little disappointed, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> at least it wasn't like super like an ACL or something crazy that's like that, true. you know? Yeah, they said actually if I broke it farther up the bone, I would have had to get surgery. Wow. So you, yeah, you didn't yeah. even have to do surgery, which is thank God no. for that. Cause I know um, our friend Josh, he, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if he told you this, but he broke his, um, leg or something, but it also like tore his ACL. So he had to get like surgery on his Jeez. leg like twice. So like you were That's really at, like, at least you'd have to yes. get surgery and you're just recovering. Like you had mm-hmm. a couple months recovery, I guess. Yeah, they said uh, like four to six weeks. So at the six week mark, I have to get a second x-ray so they can see if I can dance or what I can do. Or if it's like, a, you know, has not healed, that's like a problem. Um, so that will be March 13th. I'm getting my second x-ray on Friday the 13th, which is <laughs> a little spooky. But... Yeah. Well, hopefully it goes out okay because you're obviously having to use the elevators and stuff like that. Yeah, I got trapped in an elevator. That was you fun. got trapped in an elevator. Okay, you didn't yeah. tell me this story. How did you get <laughs> okay, trapped so... in an elevator? Okay, so I was in Sheldon trying to go from the third floor to the second, and I was still using crutches at this point. Um, And so I was just going down one floor to go to work, and then all of a sudden the elevator, like, just stopped, and it wouldn't go to the second floor. So I was like, well, maybe I just didn't press the button, so I pressed it again. The button would not light up. So then I started to, you know, sweat a little bit. I was kind of panicking, because that (laughs) elevator's, like, creepy in general. And then, yeah, and then I pressed the first floor to see if it would go to the first floor, and it didn't. And then all of a sudden, it started, like, shrieking. And 
You know the part of the elevator where it tells you um, what floor you're on? Uh, yeah, usually in like any kind of elevator, it'll just say like 4-2 yeah. or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, it said 2 and then like N something, like some letters, and it's just flashing. Oh. So then I called to like use like the help button, and I was like, hey, I'm stuck in the elevator, and UP was like, we can't hear you. No way. Like, <laughs> yeah, so then like I like called back, and then I was like, okay, like I'm stuck in this elevator. They're like, what floor? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like wow. I tried to go. Yeah, because you couldn't see. Too. The light wouldn't yeah. light up, so you didn't know. Wow. So yeah. you had your phone though, right? So you had to call them. I yeah. Well, I called them through the elevator button because I had no service. It like in the elevator. Oh, you didn't uh, even have service. No, so I used like the help button in the elevator. Oh my god. Which like I'm super glad it worked. Then the elevator randomly just like started working again. So then I called them <laughs> from the front desk phone, and I was like, "Hey, like I was trapped, but I'm not anymore." It was like seven or eight minutes. Um. And they were like, okay, well, we're still going to have to fix it and shut it down. So then I had to, like, find a way to, like, crawl up the stairs with my crutches after my work shift. Yeah, it's like, how do they expect somebody if the elevator's mm. broken? Because that building, if I remember, there's only, like, one elevator in that whole yeah, building. Right, so it's one. like, how are you supposed to, for someone who needs out, el- like, what if you were in a wheelchair or something? And you couldn't exactly. get up the stairs? Like, that is a big problem. Yeah, and then if you're stuck on the second floor, you can't get, there's no, like, second floor exit, I don't think. Yeah, I don't um, think so. You'd just be stuck there. That's crazy. And it's like yeah. having one elevator in the, in these buildings is really scary because people actually it need is. it. Like, it's not just for lazy people. People actually need I know. to use the elevator. And my friend told me that um, – actually, I think it was Andrew. Yeah, Andrew told me um, that if I lived in Moreland or Lonis, I'd have to, like, move because there's no elevator. But yeah, I don't I know. I've right. never – No, I think, he, yeah. I think he's right. Um because, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's got to be at least some kind of ramp or something, but I don't think there is. Yeah, it's scary. I never realized, like, how difficult it is to, like, get around, like, a college campus when you can't Well, especially can't really in, 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 in a SUNY Oswego where it snows all the time. And, yeah. like, the weather's been oh so bad. God. Like, how have you been managing that? Like, it's icy. <laughs> it's, it's so, so icy. Slippery. And, the, like, the boot that I'm wearing now, I'm not supposed to get it wet. So I have oh, to wear God. a plastic bag over it if it's, like, really, like, if it's raining or if it's really snowy out. Like, because, you know, sometimes paths don't really get plowed. <laughs> no, yeah. They <laughs> don't, yeah, because they ignore it. They just say, all right, yes. do the main roads because it snows there all the time. You know, if yeah. they start plowing the side streets, they'll say, okay, they'll figure it out. But, like, you obviously yeah. can't because yeah. <laughs> people need them <laughs> to walk around. I look like such a loser with like a little plastic garbage bag over my foot. I'm like, as if I didn't look bad enough. Like now you're making me put a garbage bag over my foot. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's well, okay. Hopefully, hopefully things turn around because uh, mm-hmm. we got a good show today. You have you honestly have lived one of the most interesting lives. Um, Thank you. <laughs> any one of my friends, to be honest with you, because you have a lot of wow. interesting things to say because you studied abroad. Uh, mm-hmm. and good thing you study abroad when you did and not now. Because, oh, my God. Because uh, study abroad yeah. programs are getting canceled. I saw that. I saw a bunch of people getting sent home from Italy. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, one of my friends um, that I met in Jersey uh, is studying abroad in Italy. And mm-hmm. she's getting sent home this week. Wow. When we're, we're the week we're recording this episode. Yeah, so she's getting sent home. So that is crazy. And is. that really, really sucks. And uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine what that was like. It's like, hey, you're excited for this trip for so long. And now this thing comes up that no one was expecting. And you're all of a sudden getting sent home. So I would have been so heartbroken. Man, yeah, I know. It, yeah. I feel so bad. It's 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 really terrible. So I guess we should just dive into that first since we're talking about it. So yeah. what was it like? First off, uh, what country 
did you study abroad in? And what was it like living in a country by yourself for 15 weeks? Okay, so I went to France. Um, I have a French major. And ever since I was a little kid, I always loved French. I don't know why. Like, I had a substitute teacher in elementary school who used to teach us some French with the alphabet and everything. I'd go home and I'd practice it. Like, I, I was hardcore. And, like, she was just a sub. So, like, she'd come back, like, two months later. And I was like, hey, like, this is the French alphabet. Like, I remember how to say, how are you? Like, all this stuff. Um, and then I, you know, did ballet growing up. That's kind of French. That's some French words. And then when I got to middle school... I picked a language, obviously I picked French, and I've been, like, it's been my dream to live in France for so long, probably since even before middle school. So I was constantly just, like, working to, like, learn French, to become fluent, and I finally went to France. Um, it was, like, the best five months of my life. Wow. Like, I don't even, yeah, it That's was awesome. so amazing. Yeah. So what was it like, because I was in Tokyo for three weeks, and mm. after the three weeks for me, to be honest with you, I was, like, I'm, I was, as much as I, I wanted to, you know, do more things and stay there, I did miss home. Mm -hmm. um, and I did miss, like, you know, what the life that we're used to here, you know, like yeah. um, the food and the culture and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So what was that like uh, for 15 weeks and all of a sudden you come, you know, you come back here and then it's like a whole different world again. What was that like when you're there and okay, you well, have to adjust to a different culture? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I was there, I – you know, people were like, you're going to face culture shock. My good friends who studied abroad are like, you're going to hate it for a little bit. And then you're going to never want to come back home. And I showed up in France and immediately I was like in love. Like <laughs> I did not, like, I don't want to sound like a bad person. I did not feel homesick. Really? That's awesome. No, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, also as you know, this, I'm, when I'm at school, I'm a very busy person. Like I like to book myself like every single hour I have something yeah, to do. Yeah, you almost do too much in my opinion, but <laughs> it's a different conversation. Yes. Yeah. Um, and in France, I didn't really have all that, like, extra, like, I didn't have TV station, I didn't have, you know, newspaper. Like, I did things outside of, like, class and I hung out with friends, which was nice, but, like, my friends in the States were, like, you're more available when you're in France to talk to than when you're in the States. Which is so funny because you're five I hours know. time difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... You know, like, my family lives about five hours away from Oswego, so, like, I don't go home a lot. So it kind of felt like, like, with the homesickness, it didn't really feel that different because I only went home, like, twice a semester maximum. No, I did too, so right, really, because, yeah. yeah, because, you know, we live in down, well, yes. I did before I moved, but, you know, downstate mm -hmm. New York. Um, so for us, it was like, yeah, like, five-hour, six-hour drive, so we didn't go home that much mm -hmm. it was only like during the spring break and at the end of school and that was it yeah yeah and I had friends like one of the girls from New York she was she went to New Paltz and she lived in New Paltz so she just commuted so she never had the experience of living away from home and she had a hard adjustment at first um but like me and my other friend Katie we were like let's go <laughs> like because she's not used to you know going home that often either yeah I think um, at least when I was uh, away again I wasn't as well as you were but Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the hardest part for me was the culture and getting used to the food, Oh yeah, you know, because I'm just so yeah. used to a custom of what I eat slash, mm -hmm. you know, what, what everyday life is here. So I think for me, that was the hardest part. I, everyone told me I have a really hard time finding food as a vegetarian in France. Everybody oh, that's right. told me that. You're a vegetarian. Yeah. 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 And I'm very strict about it. Like I'm, you know, I've been doing it for 10 years. I was not about to like, you know, end that, um, for anything. But I honestly had a pretty, like, it wasn't difficult at all. France, 
and I was in a smaller city. I wasn't in Paris. I was in Eastern France. Um, and everyone was like, it's going to be really hard because you're not in a touristy spot, blah, blah, blah. But I think France is adapting a lot and people just don't really realize that. So like almost everywhere that I went, there was at least one vegetarian option. That's good. Um, yeah. And then when like, I, the weirdest thing was in the residence where I lived, the kitchens were just hot plates. So for five months, basically, like four or five months, I cooked everything on a hot plate. Um, yeah, which was a little weird, but like it was doable because most of what I ate anyway was like, uh, you know, pasta, vegetables, uh, vegetables and rice, like stuff like that. Honestly, a lot of baguettes and cheese. So, you know, it wasn't that bad. Like I'm not cooking meat or anything. Um, but it was like a weird to then come back and be like, I have a whole stove. I have an oven. <laughs> I, have a whole, <laughs> I can yeah, make things. Library yeah. stuff to eat. Now, did you have like a, a dining hall or anything like that? Yeah. So there was, um, it's called the Resto U. It was um, for, so my school was part of like a bigger school system. So it was like French students from the other university under the same, I don't know how to explain this. I guess it would be like, for the area in France, like, let's pretend, like, that's, like, all the Sunnis. And, like, the Sunnis were each for a different school. So, so like, mine was language. But then there's also, like, there was engineering across the street or whatever. And, like, science. Stuff like that. So, every student could eat there. It was three fifty, So, like, three euro, 50 cents, so I guess. Like $6, dollars 6 US dollars or something? Maybe, like, five? Five. five. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the conversion. And, like, it changes all the time. Um, but it wasn't that bad. And they gave you like a lot of like really healthy food. It was really good. Um, there was vegetarian options every day. So I did that sometimes. Sometimes I'd bring my own lunch or like I'd walk, you know, cause we were, the school was right in the city. So we'd like walk down and get sandwiches or something like that. It kind of just depended on the day, but there wasn't like a meal plan. Right. That, but that's cool that you were like in the middle of the city though, because like you had yeah, all these different so nice. options. I'm sure your view was pretty awesome. Oh yeah. We were right on the river and it was gorgeous. I miss it so much. And all the buildings are super historic and old where I was. And I really miss that, that look. Now, something crazy happened uh, when you were on that trip, though, because that was mm -hmm. when that church um, caught yes. fire. What was that like being there and hearing about that? Because that was, that was not only really sad, but it was just such a crazy story, um, even just being here. And I can only imagine what it was like over there. I actually remember I was with my friend. I believe it was Katie. And we were, we went to the mall or something. We we're waiting for a bus back and we saw the news and immediately, like, I thought it must've been like a terrorist attack. And that's what Katie and I both thought. And then French people with us were like, no, like that doesn't happen. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, like it's just a big cultural difference. Like my mind automatically like jumped to the worst. And so to Katie, it's like the French were so much more relaxed and they were like, no, like, I don't know. Cause at that point they didn't know what caused the fire. And then I had people texting me, which I appreciated. They're like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, like I was like about four hours away. So I was fine. Um, then I texted my mom. So my dad texted me. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm far away, whatever. Texted my mom. Hey mom, I'm okay. She goes, yeah, I figured. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Cool. Thanks mom. Cool. Yeah. And she's like, you're not in Paris. Um, but I think like I was considering going to Paris that weekend or something. And then I didn't, which is wild. Or I think that was what it was. Um, or maybe I thought about going during one of the really bad protests. I don't know. But um, I'm really upset about, like, all the historic um, elements that, you know, burnt away and everything. I'm glad I went in high school, actually. So I got to see it at one point. But when it burned down, like, I was going to go to Paris later and visit. Um, 
but you know, I couldn't because then it, I mean, I could still see the cathedral, but yeah, no, it's, it was it's, different. It's really sad, and it seemed like a lot of people there were sad. And isn't it going to take like a couple, like many years for it to even be like in a like visitable state in terms of yeah. seeing it and going on tours and stuff? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Then there's like a lot of controversy over like, well, should the French government, like, like the French people were like, well, should we really spend our money on this? Blah, blah, blah. And like other countries were getting involved too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I just, no, it's just crazy that. I always feel like somebody that I know when they're in a different country, like there's like some major thing that happens and that I, that was yours. Um, but I was away. It, it, I didn't really have anything, um, crazy like that, but so that's cool. So you, so you like the classes there. Um, didn't you go on like tours and stuff like that? Like to see the different buildings and sites and all that stuff. Yeah. So my school, um, the whole purpose was language learning. So it was a bunch of international students. So they would take us on some trips. I went to Luxembourg with the school. Um, I went to Paris. I don't know if there was a third one. There was supposed to be a third one, but then it got canceled. Um, I don't remember why. Um, but yeah, so we did a couple things to school. And then I went and I traveled with my friends and I traveled alone. I met up with someone actually that I'm friends with from Oswego. Matt oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. You know Matt? I don't. Okay. Well, he's another... He's, broadcasting French double major, just like me. And he was in France the same time I was, um, but we were a couple hours apart. So we decided to meet up in Geneva, Switzerland for like a weekend. And it was really nice to kind of see someone like a, a familiar face um, and, you know, hear about his experiences and everything in the school he was at. So he was in a different um, program than you? Yes. He, yeah. I went through a SUNY New Paltz program. He went through SUNY Brockport. Oh, oh, our school didn't have a program. We had to go through They different- did. But they, um, it was only to Paris, and I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to live in Paris because uh, I wanted I see. a different experience. Yeah, I was afraid that they would only speak to me in English, knowing that I was American, and like people could speak English in my city, but you know, not quite as well. So I got spoken to in French, which was, you know, what I was there for. So I kind of really jumped, like plunged myself into the, you know, non-anglophone uh, pool. But it worked out for the best. And you're so you're able to communicate okay and things like that because like when I was in Tokyo, yes. I had to use Google Translate quite a bit, which helped out a lot. <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, Shout because well, Translate. at least for you, like you're, you're taking French classes and stuff like that. For me, it's mm-hmm. like you know, I didn't know anything. So um, no, yeah, it was it was yeah. Um, I think Oswego and like my high school French teacher was from France. Um, so like I had a good basis. Oswego really prepared me. Like Madame Bertino is amazing. Um. So like I got there and like I wasn't like obviously I wasn't the best because some people at the school were there for like multiple years and whatever. Um, my friends from Japan stayed at the school for a year and like I only did a semester, but my ability is literally skyrocketed because of um, the classes I was in. Like they put you, they made you take a test, speaking, writing, listening, comprehension, all that stuff, um, and then they placed you in like these individualized levels. So I had like class like twelve maybe twelve thirteen. And we were all at like the almost the exact same level. I was the only American in the class, um, which was really fun for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, everyone else is from a different country, and that's crazy. That's so crazy yeah, that yeah. you're in a classroom and everyone else is just so different. But that's awesome though, because yeah. you get to see all different kinds of people, see what their life is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, yeah, I learned so much from all of them. Because didn't you say like, well, you told me because 
you yeah. know, we'll get to it later because we have a fun game with One Piece coming up later. Because <laughs> you know, I'm a huge One Piece fan. But um, didn't you say that like your Japanese friends were like obsessed with reading One Piece, like because it comes out every week? Like, weren't they reading that? And you got to see like their culture, and then like you mm-hmm. got to see like the other people's countries' culture in terms of games and movies and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. I think one of them, I think one of my friends really likes One Piece. I don't remember which one. Um, I think maybe Shuhei. But it was really cool to see. Um, we have this like around the world in 80 plates festival and different cultures. So, like if they wanted to, they could perform. And all the Japanese students had the most amazing like dance routine to all Japanese music. It was so good. Um, and it was really cool to like see other cultures in that kind of aspect and like what they wanted to put on performance. Um, and also it was funny cause like a lot of them consume American media. So they'd be like, Julia, like I watched this movie. It's American. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, um, we have Marvel movies, you know? <laughs> yeah. They'd ask me things like, is that really what it's like in America? Which is crazy <laughs> like, too. Like, it's like, it out, like, cause I got that too. Cause you kind of take like a day to day for granted, you know, like living, yeah. living here. So it was like, people ask you like, is like this normal? Is that normal? It's like. Yeah, I guess it is because, you know, we don't really think about it, but <laughs> yeah. They asked you, somebody in high school, she's a high schooler, and I was, I met her at this like event the school I was having, she's French, and she was like, where are you from? And I was like, New York. She's like, oh, New York City. And I was like, actually like right outside New York City, you know, you have the whole Westchester, like half an hour, 40 minutes outside the city, an hour, depending on where you live, like that whole spiel. And um, she was like, my dream is to go to NYU. Is your life like Gossip Girl? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone <laughs> no. thinks of New York and they just think of Manhattan, but it's like upstate New York where we went to school or where you still go to school is nothing like Manhattan. No. Not even close. No. That's another thing. I would always be like, I go to school, like I live closer to New York City. I go to school like five hours away. And they're like, so you go to school in the city? And I'm like, no. No. I wish. <laughs> the <laughs> like, complete like, opposite. <laughs> Farmland, yeah, you know? I try to show them like on like maps and everything. And then like my teacher would be like, okay, she doesn't go to school in the city. New York is not just a city. And they were like, oh, okay. Like some of them, like honestly, I don't think knew like New York there's more in new york than just the city yeah exactly because they don't realize but it's like crazy it's like guys like it's not just it's not just manhattan everybody it's it's actually like farmland in very rural areas and you know not so urbanized especially the the more north you go and when you hit those SUNY schools they're in the middle of just like okay take this highway for three hours and there's gonna be nothing in between you know like um our good (laughs) friend who um who we know very well andrew he grew up in a town uh, very close to where our school was and he you know even just his life is totally different than the life we grew up in um yeah but it's it's kind of crazy though because it's full circle because you know i went to school upstate new york and now i'm doing a lot of work in the city and they're not even close to the same <laughs> in terms of like just way of life and everything it's like that it's like they're two completely different places yeah i something else was like it was interesting to learn about other people's ways of life and like how they like the french people I love their way of life so much. I think it's the European lifestyle, but they're like, they're so relaxed. Like, cool. yeah, that's really I, cool. Cause in New like, York, everyone's in a hurry, you know? Exactly. It's yeah. crazy. Cause and in New like, York, like nobody talks to each other either. Like for me, when I go to the city, I have my headphones in, I'm not interacting with anybody until I, um, step into the office, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until I step into the, you know, the site, wherever I am. Um, that's it. Like, I'm not talking to anybody on the subway. I'm not talking to anyone on the train. Nope. Uh, but it's like other places they do that. 
Yeah, and it really surprised me because I'd like go out to like a French like a cafe and you can sit there for like five hours, just order a cup of coffee, no one bothers you. And I felt so anxious doing that. Like my friends and I would like meet up and I'd be like, I can't. And they're like, what do you like you can stay? Like you're allowed to. Like the French they do that all the time. And I was like the American in me is saying, I gotta like drink my thing and like leave. Oh yeah. Or like, or I if just... you stay, you gotta buy something else. Exactly, yeah, but they're just so relaxed. Like they take everything so like they really enjoy the smaller things. And that's something that I try to take with me as I came back to the States. Like not rush through everything. Yeah, that's cool because that's the thing is like everyone and again, it's just the mentality of being in the you know, the New York City region where we grew up yeah. in. It's like everything is so fast paced, everyone, you know, wants things here and now. So um that's cool that you learn to kind of um take your time on certain things and um, you know, be in a relaxed state. But then, of course, I came back and jumped right back into everything that I do at Oswego. Right. So, <laughs> but, yeah, so then you had to you know. yeah, just adjust back into that, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, uh, I think that pretty much covered everything from that. Was there anything else you wanted to add about your awesome um, trip? And uh, what about advice? What about advice for ooh, people? Oh, advice. Who, advice. Let's do this. Advice for people who want to study abroad and – um. Are, are maybe afraid to do it and advice for people when they come back from studying abroad when they have to get adjusted back to normal life because i don't hear that side that much so i want to hear what you have to say definitely so if you want to study abroad um don't settle for a program i'm very stubborn and i was like i don't want to live in paris i don't want to do this i don't want to live with the host family because of the whole vegetarian thing i was like i don't want to be a burden so like, i had a whole list of things i didn't want and a whole list of things that i did want so i scoured through the suny like base to find the perfect program and I narrowed it down to three and like I it took me forever like I went into the study abroad office sophomore year like I want to study abroad spring of junior year and she was like okay that's great like you're really ahead of the game um <laughs> but I literally like I scoured through the sites I found the perfect program and that's I think one of the reasons I had such an amazing time was like I found a program that was everything that I wanted and like it took a lot of time but it was worth it and then for coming back home ooh. This is hard. I was like, not that I was upset to come back home because like I love my family and my friends and I wanted to see them and everything, but I was so sad. Like I was like crying the plane ride home. Oh my God. The plane ride landed at JFK. I have a photo on my, on my uh, Snapchat of me just like crying when I landed at JFK. And I was uh, super happy to see my family. My mom and my dad came to pick me up, which was really nice because I missed them a lot. My sister did not come, by the way. Wow, shade. <laughs> I know, the shade is real. The massive um, shade over there. And I think my brother, I don't know if he was at home at that point, but yeah, um, it was nice to come home, but like, it was just, it took me a couple days to really get back into it. And like, I was just, I guess like, it's okay to be kind of sad coming back and like, just to keep in contact with your friends. Like I would text them, I'd call them over the summer, but I don't, I, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting how like upset I would be. And also I literally extended my trip by a week. Like, I was really not ready to go home. So, wow, you were able to extend your trip a whole week, too. Yeah, and actually, my mom was like, you should look in to see if you could stay for the summer. And I was going to look into it, but then, like, the whole visa process was, like, too much. So I came home, but I, I appreciated her support because, like, I just, I don't know. It made me really sad to come home. And, like, when I think about France now, like, sometimes I'll be like, man, I really miss this part of France. Like, I wish that was here. Um, but I'm trying to go back to Europe post-grad so we'll yes, see how that goes you told me that and i and i hope you get it because that would Thank be you. super cool and Thank that you. would be um really interesting to 
go full circle and do stuff post-grad for that. Yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, no, you're right, though, because when you – for me, it's like, yeah, I, I was ready to come home, but there are still some things you missed, though. Like, you definitely miss, like – Especially in like Tokyo, you go, you go to like a character themed store, like or a franchise themed mm-hmm. store. It's like, like I can't go to a Star Wars store in the United States. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like the best that I have is you know the Nintendo store in New York City, oh, yeah. which I was just there, which is awesome by the way. Um, but <laughs> it it's is. like we don't have that in like down the street, which they do in like the city of um, in some of the cities in Tokyo, and then just all over like every corner that you could go into a store and pick up merchandise from something that you from like a, a popular show there and uh you know stuff like that you just don't get that here so there's yeah. some definitely things i miss but there's also things i definitely don't miss um and i'm sure you feel the same way yeah oh definitely yeah cool is there anything else you want to add on that or, or do you want to move on to the next let's i talk about friends forever so let's let's move on all right all right let's move on because <laughs> um i did want to also talk about theater because you yes. are huge into theater Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's one of the most important things in your life. Correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong. It, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's like I can't do it as much anymore, which makes me sad. Right. But you were um, uh, in a lead role in one of our plays at school, though. Yes, I was. And there were some questions I want to ask you about that. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people who maybe think that they can't do theater because they're too nervous or something like that. But um, I think it's really cool. Our school has an amazing program, and yes. you do have some stories that I want you to share. <laughs> uh, and I and I think you know one of them. I'm gonna say, but I want to know what was it like auditioning for a lead role in the play? Because you were, it was a big play too. It was like yeah. you know, big production, you know, the thing. So what was it like to go on stage and audition and hope you got it? Um, it was. Uh, I was so nervous. I was sweating profusely. Like I kept like right before the audition, I was like, I don't know my monologue. I don't. God. Um, then it was finally my turn to audition. Like I went in there and I did my monologue. It was about um, a really like airheaded reporter. So it was super fun to play. Um, Cause it was like, there was some wild story that this girl was telling about how she went to go cover like a serial killer case. And then she thought that somebody was Cher's manager. Like it was literally wild and it was a lot of fun. And the more that like people watching it laughed, like the more comfortable I got and the kind of more into it I got. Like I kind of channeled, like I used their energy to make the monologue better, I guess. And then at the end of the audition, the director was like, okay, like what role were you thinking of? And I was like, oh, like I don't think I'd get this far. Um, so I was like, um. Nice. Yeah, I was like, well, there's a French character and take French, maybe that, or like maybe Sometimes I've seen the Italian character be played French, so I guess I could do that. And then I was like, um, or like, I guess the American, like, I don't know. And the American was honestly the part that I really like did not like, and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the part you didn't, you didn't like. I mean, wow. I, I grew to love, love the part. Um, and then the callbacks, they had me read for, so in case people don't on the show, it's Boeing, Boeing. There was um, three different women who, like one was American, one was Italian, one was German. There were the three fiancés, whatever of the, the dude so for the callback i read for the american first and then they're like okay do the italian and i was like okay and then they're like you've got to do an italian accent and i was like the only italian accent i know is from hillary duff in the lizzie mcguire movie like this is not gonna go over well like oh my god and i just went for it and the person from i was reading movies with, oh my god yeah the person i was reading with was a good <laughs> from, friend. from childhood movies that's crazy sing to me paolo yeah i was like i can't do this um 
So I was like, you can't, like, I'm, this acting's going to be terrible. He's like, that's fine, whatever. So we did the scene together. I, I left. And I was like, how bad is it? And he was like, you just, I don't even know what you did. That was not an Italian accent. I was like, great. So then they had me read for the German. And I went French. Like, I was, like started kind of German, then I went French. It's like, that's just what I know. And then I read for the American again. And I was like, oh, my God, they are trying so hard to, like, make me like seem good like they're giving me all the chances and I'm blowing all of them and like I called my mom after callbacks and I was like mom I did not I'm not gonna be in this like I did not get it and then and then I got the email that was like hello we'd like to offer you the role of Gloria the American and I was like oh cool um and I was really intimidated because everyone was so talented um but it was like working with these people especially my friend Evan uh, we had a lot of scenes together. He played the fiance's best friend, who I had a lot of scenes with. Um, like, he's such a good and amazing actor that he really made me better. I was like, I got to step up. Like, I got to step up to be as good as him, and I improved a lot. Um, and I'm not a theater major, so if I can do it, you can do it. People listen. Yeah, which is crazy because you're not <laughs> even a th- I th- remember I thought you were a theater minor for, like, so long. Everyone did, like that. yeah. And I was just like, wow, you even – Despite that, you got a lead role and you you beat out a lot of the people who are theater majors. So that's that's awesome. I think a lot of it is like um, like like it was Maya Brown was saying recently during I'm in intermediate acting right now the class, and she's like success is opportunity meets preparedness or something. Like I don't want to misquote Maya, something like that, which I think is really what happened. Like I knew my monologue, I watched the show like five different versions of it, I read the script, like I was really prepared. Um, and like, I must've looked, you know, thought of it also like, is your look. So I, you know, could have looked very American. I looked different enough than the Italian and the German that people wouldn't confuse us. You know, I could have just been like, she might've been like, I want like a brunette who's like five, four and three quarters with blue eyes and whatever. And then, you know, it's crazy how it just worked out. And you, even though you thought that you didn't do so well, yeah. you got the email saying, Come back. <laughs> I was so you. thrilled. And that's actually also how I got into my TOP roles as well, was because of going going, because I was like, wow, I got this part and I can't anchor for TOP. I got to stay involved some way. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a broadcasting major. And Melissa sent out an email like, last chance to apply for social media director. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply. Uh, at least I can say that I tried. And then I got it. And I was yes, like, oh. I remember when you got it. It's, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, that's surprising. So, like, I got that. So, I had a way to kind of be involved in both at once. Um, and that's also then segued to me getting VP of HR, which is wild still to me. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, just things worked. And remember when you thought you weren't going to get VP of HR again? Yes, I and did. You were so, really so worried. Did. And I was like, why are you worried? Everyone wants you back. And you're <laughs> like, no, they don't. They don't. But no, they actually do. So, you just kind of <laughs> follow your instinct because yeah. everything just works out. Literally, yeah, yeah. In one, in one way or another. Now, so what was it like going to those? Because um, my buddy Seth, and you know Seth yes. very well, yes. um, good friend of mine who is also going to come on the podcast at some Ooh. point, um, he told me that the schedule was the worst part of doing it. <laughs> yes. As much as he loved it, he said the schedule at the end, he was just so ready for it to be over. Um, yes. And especially for um, someone like him who does really well in school, who – puts in a hundred percent effort all the time uh, for him to do that. Plus TOP plus that play. I mean, that's, that's really a lot. So what was that like for you to have to deal with like, uh, what was it? A six day a week schedule or, or something like that? Yeah. Like, I think it was like five for the most part, five for like, you know, the regular rehearsals. And then when we got into tech weeks, it was, you know, like seven days a week. 
Seven, yeah, six, wow. Six, seven depended yeah, on like, you know, schedule. But we had rehearsals normally six to 10, but sometimes like they'd call, like because like the way it worked was the three fiancés were never in the same scenes until the end. So sometimes if I was like, hey, like I have a conflict till seven on Mondays, whatever, they'd be like, okay, well, we'll call Jada or we'll call Kat instead of Julia, you know, um, balance it out. But then we started doing show runs, you know, rehearsals were like six to 10. And then when we did tech runs, you know, it's a full run of the show. Patterns depended on when we finished. It was a lot. Um, but honestly, like I love theater. I, I wish I had more time for it. I auditioned for something this semester or last semester but I went into it and I was like, okay, I'm the news editor or at that time I was assistant. Like I'm the assistant news editor of the Oscargonian. So I can't do Tuesdays, Wednesdays or Thursdays. And they're like, okay, well, <laughs> Julia, like that's a yeah, little rough. At that point, your schedule is just, it didn't work out. Yeah. But I really, favor. I really yeah. miss it. So I love like making a character and I love acting. I like, um, I've always liked acting a lot. Um, yeah. Cause you're passionate up. and you're really good at it. So oh, it's thanks. something you want to keep going. Yo, it's true. Yeah. So yeah, obviously it's something that you want to keep trying to do. But at least on the flip side, though, at least you you're uh, you still anchor the Monday show, the morning show, right? Actually, I'm not sure if I'm, mm, I think it's public knowledge now. Um, the morning show is Sundays at noon, which I cannot do. Oh, Sundays in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. By the time this goes up, it'll be later. So I'm oh yeah, sure yeah, it's everyone will. Yeah. yeah. So the morning show was um, canceled and moved to Sundays at noon. Okay, but you still so, do that show. No, I can't. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I work normally. Like, I work every other week, and, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, you did it last semester. I did, yeah. I loved it. And you loved it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, plus it's your last semester, and you want to kind of take things easy as much as possible. <laughs> as much as possible for you. Yeah, and I have like, I have an original production on T.O.P. Yeah, if that's possible. You know, I have the zine on T.O.P., so I still get to be on air. Right. So my, yeah, my point is you're still on air. You're still, you know, um, doing that kind of thing. Not really acting, but you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, definitely. Talents, whatever, you know, that's how I know it as whatever it's called. Do you remember when you took one of my favorite people in the whole world, Toby Malone's class? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and, and you told me that you came you went to his office crying. Yeah. Um, if you, unless you don't want to say, tell the story, but I think it's okay. amazing. So, um, can you please let everyone know really just how great the theater department is and how supportive they are of everything and how you were able to like come back well, from that? Cause that was a really like tragic moment for you, I yeah. feel like. And it kind of showed that everyone was so supportive of you and you were able mm -hmm. to overcome that challenge. So... I was very overwhelmed when I took the dramaturgy class. That would be la right before I went to France. So that was spring. Oh, sorry, fall of 2018, I guess. Yeah, that sounds right. I was in the dramaturgy class, which meant you had to go to rehearsals and whatever. And previously, I spoke with Toby, and I was like, you know, my schedule's really crazy, but I still want to be in it. Can I? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. But then he was getting like upset with the class because people weren't going to rehearsals. But I physically could not go to rehearsal. So like Mondays, I'd wind up just like going for like an hour and then like not eating things like that. I, I made sacrifices. Were they yeah. the right ones? That's not healthy no. though. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't do please. that. You got to eat. And I'm a very like sensitive, stressful person, like stressed out person. Um, so every time you'd be like, the people aren't going to rehearsals, like I get really upset. And I was like, I literally can't. And he's like, that's okay. But then he'd like say that it wasn't. And I was like confused. So then one morning I was like, I need to have a meeting with you. And I went to his office and it was right before we had class. 
So our class is 9.35. I went in at like nine. And he's like, Julia, what's wrong? I started sobbing, like, a, like full on sobbing. And I was like, I'm so stressed out. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. And then he goes, don't you have like friends or a boyfriend you can talk to? And I was like, what? Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Um, and then I was like crying and he's like, okay, well, like you have to quit things. And I was like, no, <laughs> you know? And he was like, okay, well, like, I'm concerned for your health. And I was like, yeah, about that. Don't, don't be, it's fine, whatever. So I was just crying. I was, like, getting all my feelings out about how, like, I felt like I couldn't do the class because, like, I can't go to rehearsal whenever. And I think he's, like, upset with me. Um, and then I kind of stopped crying, kind of worked something out. And then he's like, okay, let's go to class. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, it's, it's 9.30, let's go to class. I thought he was going to let me go home. I walked into my dramaturgy class. Like, sobbing. Like, I saw, like, you know, after you cry and, like, your face is really red and your eyes are bloodshot. I look, Like, I walked in with him looking like that. And I was like, Jesus. Isn't that the whole point of, like, the theater department, too, is to, like, get out your emotions out and be, like, public? Yeah. That's what Henry taught, taught yeah. us. No, yeah, it, it is. But I was still, but That's like, crazy, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was, like, sobbing in his office. And he was, like, giving me tissues and was like, um, don't you, like, have friends you can talk to? And I was like, oh. Thanks. But keep in mind, you still like the, this professor, and I oh, do too. Oh, of course, I love Toby. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the best. Once I walked into class after like I had that breakdown, and he was like, "Julia, I always think you can't look any more tired." And then I see you, and I realize I'm wrong. And I was like, "Oh, I love him though." Like after I had my breakdown, he'd be like, "Hey, Julia, like how you doing?" And I was like, "Good, thanks. Like I'm doing good. I keep yeah, checking out." Yeah, that's good. But so, the theater department has your back. Yes. Yes, yes. Was there anything else you wanted to add about this before we move on to the last part of the show? Ooh, about like about like the acting, about Toby. Yeah, about the acting, um, you know, theater in general, you know, anything like that. Any other stories? Anything else you want to add? A lot happened during Boeing Boeing. I got a concussion. That was cool, I guess. Uh, I mean, that wasn't cool. That was that was a thing that happened. What else happened? Oh, it's something kind of weird. I didn't realize how many people actually saw productions, but like I like. Right after Boeing, like when, when Boeing Boeing was going on, like I was in the dining hall one morning and someone came up to me and was like, were you Gloria? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, like I loved the show. It was so good. And I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah. People did that all the time. Yeah. I didn't know how many people went to go see the show. And then after when I met Andrew, he was like talking to me. And then I said something about theater and he goes, oh my God, were you in, like, I saw Boeing Boeing. Oh my God. Like, I can't believe that was you. Um, people thought that I was a bad, like a mean person. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because you think about that, right? It's like you you see them in the dining hall and you think that they're like that's how they actually are because it's so it's like so real. It, yeah, like it looked it feels so real when you're watching it. After Bowen Boeing, um, me and two other people in the cast were nominated for the Irene Ryan Acting Award. It's like an, a national award. Um, so we went to like a festival to go like audition. Like I knew I wasn't gonna get it, but I was like, this is an amazing experience. Like wow, I didn't get it. I was not surprised. Anyway. When we were there, my friend brought Jada. She played Gretchen. She was also nominated, and she decided to come, too. Um, she brought her friend, Steven, and I didn't know this guy before. And we were all hanging out, and then, like, a couple days into, like, the theater festival, he was like, you know, like, I was kind of, like, intimidated. Like, I didn't – I thought you'd be a terrible person. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, I saw your character, and she was mean. I thought they just typecast you. Like, I didn't think that you would, like, someone would be able to, like, flip a switch like that. And I was like, Yeah, oh. no, meanwhile, you're one of the nicest people ever. So it's like, for him to say that is, like, 
Like, do you? If, like, if I heard that, I'd be like, "Wow!" Like, that's <laughs> that's like so the weird. farthest from the truth ever. I never like, I never think I'm intimidating or anything. Like, I don't. No, not even close. Yeah. So, like, to hear that, I was like, "Wow!" I guess I did my job well. Because <laughs> like, the character was very kind of like, I'm not a describer. She yeah. No, you did. You <laughs> did. If people if people actually think that, then I would say that's uh, that's what every actor or actress hopes yeah. for. So that was, that was a cool <laughs> that they experience. feel realistic. Yeah. No, that is really surreal. You're almost like a mini celebrity. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Like, I didn't think people would go, like, except for my friends, of course, would go see the show. But people really did. And they had such strong reactions to it. That's great. Yeah. yeah when, you, when you have your audience really like your product that you make or, you yeah. know, because you guys put in so much work yeah. for anything, you really, for T.O.P., for, um, you know, theater in general. And when people see that hard work pay off, that is, oh, yeah. that must be, be an amazing feeling for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. The best part was, like, every audience had a So, like, the first opening night, we weren't used to people reacting to the jokes or anything because, like, the director's seen the show at this point how many times? Way too many. So, like, they're not going to laugh, you know? Like, you know, maybe a little chuckle. So, the first time we did the show for, like, an audience, audience, they went wild. And we were like, whoa. People, like, this is funny. Like, we're funny. And we played off of that. And, like, people... There's part at the end of the show where like you find out, okay, the guy, the fiance, my fiance, Bernard, he had three fiances. Um, and you find out that my character did as well and was hiding it from him. And when the audience found out that she had three fiances too, they started screaming. They were like, You get him, oh my god, like you're amazing, like get it. And I was like, Oh my god, like what is this? Wow. <laughs> yeah, the response <laughs> That's was crazy. so good. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And of course, there was one show where nobody laughed at anything, and it was the most awkward show I've ever done. Well, because you get so the problem too is like you get those shows where they're mandated to go. Yeah. So like sometimes you'll get th those shows because you know it's part of in the theater class you have to go to those shows. So sometimes you'll get the the, the ticket that like works with everyone's schedule and you go, and then unfortunately the crowd is just not as excited. Yeah, and then like the person who thought I was a mean person, he had to go for um, for his class, and he was like, I wrote a review on it. And I think I called you like a really mean, and I was like, oh, like, oh like the mean one or whatever. And I was like, oh. <laughs> the mean oh. one, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, because you had to do like a short review. Like yeah. all the class had to do like a short review after the play. Yeah, that that is that is crazy. Because it's, you know, it's like that for anything from movies, whatever, too. It's like you go to you go to a show, and if you go at the wrong time, it's like not as fun. Yeah. Uh, that's why it was cool. Like when I saw like the Pokemon movie, for example, you saw, I saw it in the afternoon. Because you get the reaction from all the fans that are there because – you know, kids and adults alike, they're all pointing at the Pokemon oh, and stuff yeah. like that. You know, stuff like that was cool. Like, when I saw the Sonic movie recently, you got the same kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. But, if, you know, I saw that movie at, like, 11 o'clock at night at, on, like, a Saturday. Oh, wow. The, 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 like, and if I'm the one laughing yeah. at the jokes, you know, it makes it <laughs> awesome, so. It's just you in the movie theater. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just me and, like, a couple other people in the movie theater. If I find something hysterical, it's, like, really awkward. Mm -hmm. um, so funny. So, yeah, it all depends on the time you go. But you were able to do all the shows fine whether the crowd was good or not and that yeah. says a lot about <laughs> being good at theater really and being good at you know being talent in general so thanks is there anything else you wanted to add before we move on to the last segment of the show i think everyone needs theater in their life that's it yeah i think i think broadway is something that people it. should really try to go to i haven't been in quite a long time but uh even for me i think i enjoyed it quite a bit yeah i love every time i see a show it's like all i think for like weeks <laughs> like it's so amazing yeah because it's you know i like how it's live and how 
you know, everything mm-hmm. can be like so off the cuff there. You know. Oh yeah, like even when you're doing shows, things change. Like, there is one show and but take off my ring, give it back to the fiance when I'm like dumping him for my other fiance, and I just like took off the ring and it flew. Oh my god! So like yeah, yeah. you can't plan that, and you have to run with it because exactly. it's going on, and and you have to be in the moment at that second and be like, okay, how are we gonna mm-hmm. uh, you know how are we gonna adapt to this? But you have to do it off the fly. Yeah, um, and I, whenever I see a show, I something kind of looks like that. I'm like, I wonder if they planned that or if that was just like a cover up. Like I, never, I always wonder. It is. No, that's that's my favorite part about it is how it's alive because, you know, in a movie, you know, it's it's obviously all post-production stuff. But that's why I really like that movie that just came out in 1917 because that was almost like theater for the movie because they did that in, like, one take at a time. So, like, they do segments for, like, 10 minutes recording, and they would just roll moment to take because there was no cuts during the take. They would, they oh, would wow. do, like, hidden cuts if they went behind a guy or something like that, but everything that you saw in the movie was – actually happening real time so so i like stuff like that and i hope we get more stuff like that um in terms of movies because that's what's that's my favorite part about theater i think is how everything's live and it's you can't predict what's happening anything else are you ready to move on i think uh, you know i'm ready i'm ready to move on So I'm actually really excited for this because <laughs> you know I'm a big One Piece fan. Yes. But you know nothing about One Piece. Correct. Absolutely nothing. I don't, so, yeah, I know it's <laughs> Japanese, right? So, yes, it is actually yeah. the most popular comic book series ever. So I want to see how many, what characters' names you can guess correctly. Okay. So I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. A One Piece character, and it will be a multiple choice question. And you will see if you can get that name correctly. And I Ooh, want to see okay. how well you do. Because I think I'm this ready. is going to be hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so if you look at your Discord, I'm dropping it. I'm dropping in the first picture. Okay. You see that guy okay. right there? Yes. With straw hat? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. What is this character's name? Is his name either A, Bartholomew Kuma, <laughs> B, Monkey D. Luffy, 3, Vin Smoke Sanji, or 4, Shanks? This Ooh. guy, he wore, he's wearing a straw oh hat. God. You know, he's got the jean shorts <laughs> rolled up. Um, what was the third option? The third option was Vin Smoke Sanji. And this I'm is gonna... the main character of the show. So I will be, I'm going to be really upset if you get wrong. Uh, I'm going to say Vin, whatever the third one was. No, Vin... no, it's not C. <laughs> it is Monkey D. Luffy. Monkey D. Luffy. Yes, oh. he is the main character of the show. Huh. Okay. He looks familiar. Like, I feel like I've seen his face. Yes, he will be one of the icons of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, actually. Oh, okay. So he is the main character of the Straw Hat Pirates because he wears a straw hat, and uh, he's awesome. So mm-hmm. that's Luffy. Okay, now, <laughs> some of the characters are very have interesting designs, which is okay. one of the reasons I love One Piece. So here is this guy. Who is this oh. guy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> is his name either A? And by the way, um, all of the characters – names that i have in this question sheet they're all characters from the show so i didn't make any name up they're all real character names 
Even the so Bartholomew just, one? That's a real dude? Yep, Bartholomew Kuma. That is a real guy. Oh, okay. That is a real guy. Uh, everyone's name is real. So <laughs> is this character right here, this little raccoon dog. You know, he's got a hat. He's got, you know, a yellow shirt with stripes and like that. He's, you know, he's awesome. Uh, <laughs> is he either A, Waboon, B, Tony Tony Chopper, C, <laughs> Rora Nora Zoro, or D, Frankie? I'm going to say B. It is Tony Tony Ooh, Chopper. Yo, it is Tony yo. Tony Chopper. Yes. He looks like, yeah. I was like, yo, he looks like a Tony Tony Chopper. He is because <laughs> he actually is a uh, raccoon that okay. can change shapes and he ate a fruit that allows him to speak human. Oh, love that. So okay. that is Tony Tony <laughs> Chopper. He's one of my favorite characters in the show. He's awesome. All right. Now, here's a little bit more of an obscure character, okay. but I think he's uh, one of the uh, coolest villains in the show. So he is a villain. There's that mm -hmm. guy. So he's got a little pigeon next to him with a tie. Yeah. You know, uh, he's got long hair, you know, suit and all that stuff. So is this character either A, Rob Lucci, B, Usopp, C, Grand Admiral Sengoku, or D, Vin Smoke Sanji? Ooh, I think Vin Smoke Sanji. It is not Vin Smoke Sanji. Oh. You're incorrect again. That is Rob Lucci. <laughs> Okay. So Rob Lucci has that little pigeon as his companion. He works for the world government, mm -hmm. but he is an enemy of Straw Hat Luffy. And he's probably the – he's, my, in my opinion, like the best villain in the whole show. Oh, okay. All right, next one up. This is the fourth one. So right now you are one for two, which is not <laughs> bad. That is actually not bad considering. <laughs> so here's this guy, another one of my favorite characters in the show. So he's got a you know Ooh. long sword. He's got a like he a panda type hat. Yeah, he he kind of <laughs> looks a little uh, serious. You know, he's a very yeah. serious character. Got a long sword. He is a doctor, believe it or not. So is this guy's <laughs> name either A, Captain Augustus Kid, B, X Drake, C, Basil Hawkins, or D, Trafalgar D Law? Okay, can you say the first two again? Yes, first two is Captain Augustus Kid. Okay. And B is X Drake. Okay, and what were the last two? I'm sorry. Yep, C is Basil Hawkins. Okay. And D is Trafalgar D Law. Okay, I don't think it's going to be the captain one because he's a doctor, and I feel like if you're a doctor, you're not a captain. So I'm going to go with B. B is incorrect. It is oh. D. And actually, he is a captain. Oh, he, he is? is? A doctor. He oh, is. Man. Yep, he is. Uh, Chop Tony Tony Chopper actually is a doctor as well, but he's not really? the captain. Good yes, so oh. Chopper's on Luffy's crew, but Trafalgar Law is an ally of Luffy, but he has he has his own crew, and he is a captain. Okay. So now number five is going to be this guy. Okay, so he's a you know really tall dude. Oh, uh, wow. He's got a white mustache, um, got a couple scars yeah. that you can see. So this guy, is his name either A, Whitebeard, which his real name is Edward Newgate, so that's A. Okay. Is his name B, Blackbeard, which is Marshall D. Teach? Is it C, Vice Admiral Garp? Or is it uh, D, Emperor Kaido? I think it's C because he looks like an admiral. He does look like an admiral, which is why I put that there, but oh. he's not. Oh. <laughs> he is actually a pirate. His name is Whitebeard, even what? though he doesn't have a physical beard. beard. Nope, but his name is Whitebeard Edward gypped. Newgate. I feel jet. Yeah, he is, he is one of the most powerful pirates in the whole uh, world of One Piece, actually. I feel cheated. Like, <laughs> I feel betrayed by this not admiral. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. He's not. 
<laughs> okay, this guy. This guy is awesome. He's oh, got a little okay. top hat, you know, blonde hair, you know, blue, uh, you know, shirt with a trench coat. This guy here is his name either A, Porcus D Ace, B, Sabo, C, Monkey D Dragon, or D, Brook. I think this is Brook. Nope, it is not Brook. This is Sabo. <laughs> this is Sabo. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? You got one of them. I'm proud Thanks. of you. He's got one of them. So that is Sabo. Okay, so then we got this character. Okay, so uh, it's loading. Okay, she's got orange hair. You know, she's has a staff. She is a member of the Straw Hat Pirates, and she is one of the first members of the crew. So there's a little hint, which I don't know if you can help. <laughs> Probably not, but maybe. So is it either A, Nami, B, Boa Hancock, C, Nico Robin, or D, Koala? I'm going to say C because I like the name the best. No, it is not Nico Robin. Nico Aww. Robin is a member of the Straw Hat Pirates, but this is Nami, actually. Okay, okay. So Nami was is the <laughs> navigator of the group, basically the smartest person in the pirate group, I'd say. Wow. Okay, so, <laughs> wow. That's your answer. I'm doing wow. great. You're doing, doing great. great. Yeah, we know. One of, <laughs> one of uh, eight so far, not bad. Okay, so now <laughs> we have this guy. Okay. Okay, this guy. So, so he's a fish, fish man, really big. You know, he's got... Also long hair. He's got a sun tattoo. So is this guy right here, is his name either A, Arlong, B, Tiger, C, Jinbei, or 4, Hachin? A. I'm pretty confident. Is it A? No, it is not Arlong. Are you kidding me? No, no. So Arlong is is one of the first villains we see in One Piece, but that is not him. This is (laughs) Jinbei. He's another ally of the Straw Hat Pirates. Man, I was so confident too. I know you were confident. You said that right away. I was like, A. It's you gotta said be that A. Right away. You're like, it's gotta be A, but unfortunately it's not. <laughs> Alright, then we got a couple more here. We got a few more. So there's still time to bounce back, maybe. <laughs> so we got this okay. character. She was in uh earlier arc of the show. She's got blue hair, uh very long hair, and yeah, she like has a little hair. like she rides on a little like duck partner that's like acts as like a horse, but it's a it's a duck. It's pretty cool. Now, she is a princess, so is okay. she either A, Princess Vivi, B, Princess Viola, C, Princess Rebecca, or D, Princess Shirahoshi? I'm caught between B and C. So, B was Viola, right? B was Viola, and A is Princess Vivi. Okay, and C is? Princess Rebecca. Something wants me to say Rebecca, but I'm going to say V. What's your answer? Okay. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Part your... of my, <laughs> my heart is telling me Princess Rebecca. Okay. But my brain is telling me Princess Viola. Okay. So, so I'm going to then... say Viola. Okay. Well, neither one of those things are right. Cause her we name love is that. Vivi. <laughs> it's, wait, what is it? Princess Vivi. Vivi. Oh man. Vivi. Yeah. Princess Vivi. So neither the brain nor the heart was correct <laughs> in this case. <laughs> So, rip. You're doing great, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Okay, let's see if you can get this guy. Okay, he's a very important character in the show. Okay. Uh, Even though he is not featured every episode, he is the reason why everyone's looking for the One Piece. So, he's got – he's a pirate. He's got the red uh, trench coat, and he is very, very famous in the the universe, and he is in the intro of the very first season of the show. Okay. So, is this guy – 
either A. Shanks, B. Gold D. Roger, C. Rayleigh, or D. Ben Beckman. I really thought it was, I really thought this was going to be Blackbeard, so uh, I'm a little shook. It okay. is not Blackbeard. No. <laughs> um, can you read me the answers one more yes. time? Yes. Okay. A. Shanks. Okay. B. Gold D. Roger. C. Rayleigh. D. Ben Beckman. Gold D. Roger. It is Gold D. Roger. Oh. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it is Goldie Roger. Yes, he is the king of the pirates. Amazing. Okay. He is the king of the pirates. And that was him right before he was executed. Oh, he was and executed? He, yes. So he was the oh. one who started the chase for the One Piece. Because before mm. he was executed, he told everyone that his treasure was out there. If you find the treasure, you'll be the next king of the world. So oh, wow. that is Goldie Roger, who they are still looking for the One Piece to this day, 20 plus years later. Wow. <laughs> and the show. The show's been going on a long time. That's okay, crazy. second to last one here. All right, this is one of my favorite characters of the show, so he's got three swords. Okay. Uh, in this photo right here, you see he's wearing like a samurai-type outfit, but he's got green hair. You know, he's got a bunch of scars on his chest as well. So is this character either A, Hawkeye Mihawk, okay. B, Odin, C, Crocodile, or D, Rora Nora Zoro. Okay. Part of me wants to say crocodile because he's green, but I feel like that's not the answer, but I'm just going to crocodile. It is not crocodile. It is oh Rora God. Nora Zoro. He is the swordsman in the Straw Hat Pirates. I am disappointed <laughs> well, in myself. You got two of them. You that's got true. two of them, which is actually pretty good considering you've never even seen the show. So then this is the last... Thing we're going to talk about this is actually the ship i put as a character but the ship is pretty important and they actually do consider it a character in the show believe it or not so this ship right here is very iconic it's very famous uh it's really cool looking you know it's got a little goat on the end of its head there you know <laughs> um got the straw hat logo there so is this photo of this ship is that ship a called what is it called is it called a the red force B, the Oro Jackson, C, the Thousand Sunny, or D, the Going Mary? Ooh, I'm going to say D. It is the Going Mary. You got it. Yes. You got three out of 12. That is actually really good. Three out of 12. I failed, but that's okay. (laughs) You failed, but eh, who's keeping score, really? That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) That was was awesome. You did did a lot better than I thought, thought you would. I did better than I thought I would, too. I thought I'd get, like, every... Yeah, I'm surprised you got Chopper. I'm really surprised you got Chopper. And I'm really happy because Chopper's the best. <laughs> so that was the One Piece game. I hope you uh, learned something. Oh, I did. Oh, definitely. There are, like, over a <laughs> uh, thousand named characters in One Piece, I think. Probably more than that. Uh, there's hundreds oh and God. hundreds and hundreds of characters that all, like, even just random background characters that have a name. So the fact that you were able to get some of these characters by never even watching the show is pretty awesome. So good job. (laughs) Thank you. So, all right. So that is going to bring an end to the second episode of the generation Zen podcast. Uh, Julia, where do you, I don't know if you want to plug anything, a social media account or anything like that, you know, Um, I don't know. I guess like I I have a Twitter and Instagram Twitter at Julia underscore or double underscore T I L L E Y. Oh, two underscore. I have an Instagram. 
Yeah, I, Julia Tilly is a common name, I guess. Um, and then <laughs> my Instagram is the same. Um, I'm not really good at posting on those accounts. I'll try my hardest. I'll do it just for just for the people listening here. There you go. And those uh, your accounts will be in the description of the episode as well, so people can just oh follow God, you. There. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, if that's all you want to plug, this is a great episode. I think people are going to learn a lot. And um, I think you were very interesting. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the second episode of the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You're welcome to come on again <laughs> at any time if you have something that you feel like talking about. Okay. Yeah, I, I will. I'll be like the guest every other <laughs> the, Every other week guest. <laughs> yes. Because um, the first couple episodes, you know, I'm doing kind of interview style. But as we go forward the episodes, I want to make it a little more structure, less formal, you know, more fun. So this is just first couple episodes to get people introduced to the show so if you ever want to talk about boy bands you know where to find uh, me okay if people (laughs) if you and and post malone which is and post malone for you it to me is like such a drastic like i can't believe i can't it's just it doesn't feel real that you like that guy you know it's just funny funny, because it just doesn't seem like you which is not a bad thing it's just funny I love Post Malone as a person. I love his music. I love everything about him. But it was, I think it was Matt Watling, maybe. I don't want to like keep name dropping people, but I think Matt once was like, we were in Lagonian together, and he was like, do you actually like him? Or is it like, do you ironically like Post Malone? That's what I, was I like, thought. Nothing about- <laughs> I was like, <laughs> ironically like the guy. <laughs> no, I just, I love Post Malone. Wow. Like, I love his music. He seems so Because cool. Melissa, I knew that, and like, I, I get that, but like, it's just funny with all the other different tastes of music you have. Like, you like him so much. It's just funny. It's, it's, I, my taste goes from like One Direction to like to Post Malone. Show tunes. It's so weird, but like, I, I love Post Malone so much. But yeah, everyone thinks it's like a joke. But it's not a joke. You heard, it's not you a heard joke. It here, it's real. You heard it here first. If anything gets <laughs> anyone out, of, if anyone gets anything out of this episode, you heard it here first. That yes, that you seriously like Post Malone is not just I a do. joke. Posty, if you're listening, well, if he, let me know if he He's if not. he wants to come on the podcast, he is more than welcome to come oh on the podcast. God. And if he does come on the podcast, you need to tell you me. You will be on the podcast. <laughs> Sounds good. So we'll see if that happens <laughs> or not. But uh, we are open to having him on. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Since you are his, aren't you like one of his like point? Oh my god! One yeah. percent. I saw that. I'm like one percent fans or something like that. I tweeted. Well, I'm just surprised I didn't get that for One Direction. But like one day, Spotify was like three percent of fans listen to his music here, and I was like, what? Like I haven't listened to that much. <laughs> no, it's like crazy because I never got that notification before. And like there are bands I listen to all the time that don't have many followers that I'm surprised yeah. I haven't gotten anything for. So. It's well, super weird. Cool. And there's millions of Post yeah. fans, so you're in the top three, so congratulations. I know, and he still hasn't noticed me. And he hasn't noticed you, so I don't know <laughs> no. what's going on with that. But I don't either. You know what? Hopefully he listens to the podcast because um, – <laughs> I'll send it to him. <laughs> yes, send it to him. <laughs> um, when this comes out, you should tag him and be like, listen to the podcast. I will. I will. So, <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Generations End podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter because that's the only account we have right now. Um, maybe we'll make more. Who knows? But it's at Generation Zen underscore because somebody took the regular Generation Zen with no really? underscore and they've been inactive for like 10 years. Oh, that's So we're a little upset <laughs> over here about that because, uh, yeah, give up that account if you're not using it because we don't want to <laughs> tag an underscore. But for now, we there's don't. an underscore in there. So until that guy decides to give it up, like – 
hopefully we become famous enough where we can be like Reggie. And when Reggie's able to, when Reggie from you know the old president of Nintendo America made an account, yeah. he was able to just get at Reggie. Like that is so cool. So <laughs> hopefully we become famous like that. But in the meantime, at Generations End underscore, and thank you everyone so much for tuning in. And Julia, thanks again for coming yeah. on the show. And, oh, anytime. And you are more than welcome to come on again. And we will see you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Wait, Julia, say bye again. Bye. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs>